131873. It's Tuesday night, which means it's time for Let's Talk Business. Now on Money News, Let's Talk Business, brought to you by Officeworks, helping you make bigger things happen. Well, small businesses have been through the ringer, but there's also been an enormous amount of stimulus and an enormous amount of money thrown at them, but it is hard to try and figure out what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Now, not many businesses would have had the safeguards to protect their company's cash or have surplus cash to be able to survive this coronavirus. And whilst the government are saying we can do this, we can do that, it's about how we actually unlock that and how we can actually utilise that to survive. Now, in New South Wales, we've seen some landlord and rent reform. We've also seen the JobKeeper. But keep in mind, cash flow keeps these businesses alive and the JobKeeper doesn't kick, kick in until May. And two weeks seems a very long time for a lot of business at the moment. Now... To give you an idea, to help the small businesses with this lifeline, the government will guarantee 50% of new business loans issued by participating lenders, which is most of the banks and other lenders. We've interviewed Judo and Prosper and others over the last few weeks. They'll give you up to $250,000 if your turnover is less than $50 million, which is most of us. You pay it back over three years. It's unsecured and you do not have any repayments for six months with limited to no fees. I'm still investigating that. The way you apply is you simply go to your current bank that you business with, in my opinion, and of course you can shop around rates. rates. We're going to see rates between maybe high twos to low fours, but again, it is an unsecured loan, and we haven't seen interest rates like that with no security. Think of a credit card, an unsecured loan as well, 21 22%. Now, I challenged Judo Bank on it last week and said, is this a loan where I can refinance other assets such as my car, such as my credit card, such as my other business loans, which may include property? And he flat out said no. He said, this is for capital and this is for cash flow. And he said, you need to make the most of the scheme to then keep your business afloat for the next six months in conjunction with JobKeeper and being unsecured, you will qualify for extra resets along the way if this does not recover. So I when I went to this, through this process today with my bank, I simply went online. There's a number of coronavirus uh, uh, options you've got. You've got credit card debt. You've got financial hardship. So I went to business, the business component, the business line. You then can put in whether you've got a broker or not, and I said no. I do actually have a broker, but I'm, I don't want to uh, you know, bother him with it at the moment because he's actually under the pump. I said no. I then had to put in my company details and my ABN, and then it said someone will contact you via email, which I got an email straight away, and they're going to ask a few more questions. Now, they will ask you if you've got assets and liabilities. They will ask you if you do have an income stream or what your income was. They may ask us for a tax return. But the key is, no matter what they ask, it's still an unsecured loan, and the lender, if it fails, will get half of it back. Now, I'm not simply going out to you and saying, let's go and borrow $250,000. I am saying, though, think about this over the long term. That facility at such a low interest rate could fund your business for two or three years, and then you can start to have a repayment plan over that period when things start to turn. So from my point of view, it's not for everybody. It is a lifeline. It is to protect cash flow. It is to try and complement your staff if they are on, on JobKeeper. But in my opinion, this is a unique opportunity that needs to be explored. As I said, it is unsecured, repayment free for six months. When have we ever had that as business owners an opportunity? So I certainly think it's worth discussing and worth exploring with your bank. We've talked about the pivot a few times on this program, which is when a business makes a fundamental change to its operations. And with this global pandemic raging and shutting down entire sections of the economy, it's good to see businesses getting creative and pivoting to a new area. Norris is one of those companies. 
They're a Newcastle firm who builds commercial dishwashers for bars, cafes and restaurants. But with the hospitality sector shut down almost overnight, Managing Director Greg Gates had no choice but to pivot, and the risks are paying off. Greg Gates, welcome to Let's Talk Business. Firstly, let's talk about what Norris's normal type of work and day-to-day business is before all of this happened. Thank you, and, and thanks for having me on the show. I, um, w- we make a living, we have done for 60-odd years, making commercial dishwashers, and it's folding sheet metal and electrical components. That's what we do. And we've got four production lines where we run um, out the, uh, the dishwashers and, w- and we make them every day. So, you know, the, the notion of converting those lines to produce hand sanitizer was, was quite an interesting thing. So talk me through the process as a business owner. You, you, you've seen the line, you've heard about corona, you know that the pubs are going to be shut down and restaurants and cafes. So did you sit down with your business partners and how did you even know that your lines could even make hand sanitizer? So um, like 90% of our um, turnover comes from the sale of capital items. And as I looked at what was going on around the world, it was clear that hospitality was going to stop. And we've got a small chemical plant in our business that makes uh, wear washing or dishwashing detergents, and I'll, I'll call it specialised. And we've done some work on a hand sanitizer some time previously, so we didn't have a run up start, but we we had an idea of what was there. And so um, it was a a matter of necessity that we had had to use the space we would normally allocate for a dishwasher. Um, uh, to be made to, to turn it into a production line for, for filling hand sanitizer. So from the day that we thought about it to the day we made it, it was, it was eight days. Wow. Now, you've got a point of difference as well is because most hand sanitizers contain alcohol, yet yours does not. What are the benefits of not using alcohol in your products? Well, well it's interesting. Um, there's a lot of uh, documents that say you must use an alcohol, and, you know, alcohol's great. Um, so we've got a product that behaves like alcohol. It tests to 99.99 uh, kill rate on on uh, on germs. So it, it performs like alcohol, but it, it doesn't. So it's nicer on your hands. It's not flammable because already start to see some um, some reports of you know kids getting uh, caught up with the al- with the alcohol base. So it's a lot safer uh, and uh, it's it's much, much nicer on your hands. So it's a better product. I say it's a better product, and it's available. <laughs> well, that's another key. Now, Greg, how are you actually selling that? Are you selling that online via your website or via distributors or supermarkets? What's the sales process? Yeah, so um, we have a website. The brand name is Zexa, Z-E-X-A, Zexa, zexa.com.au, and um, pretty much we're doing a lot of business-to-business that are redistributing, and we've really looked after our local area. So we have people lined up out the front trying to get the product. And it's in a five-litre bottle, which is the only containers that we could kind of get at short notice. And I never would have thought in a million years we would sell hand sanitizer, um, um, 30,000 litres a day in, um, in five-litre bottles. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it is. I, I, I'm picturing the size of a five litre bottle of hand sanitizer, and of course, it's, you'd normally think if you were to sell it, you'd be selling it to pubs and cafes anyway. Now, just quickly on employment, 
How many people did you have before the pandemic and how many of you had to let go? So um, we, we had about 20 and now we've got about 30. So our factory's running um, about 20 hours a day, five days a week. So you've, d- you've done a complete flip. Instead of you having to downsize or lay people off, you've had an opportunity for 10 more casuals or part-time or full-timers to come actually into the, the, into the family business. It, it's, it's been incredible. And um, what I've observed, and, and some people have said to me, you're, you're making hand sanitizer, you must be making a million. Well, I want to be clear about this. We're replacing the lost revenue of the capital items that we made. And if we didn't do it, we'd be in really a lot of trouble right now. And so um, we have recovered some of that revenue and we're showing some growth. But the, the best thing that's come out of it is we've been introduced to a whole lot of new uh, customers who like what we do. And um, I see that if, if we can bounce through this unscathed, that we'll have a different looking business. And it's pleasing to see the car park full uh, of people that are, are working hard. Well, Greg Gates, Managing Director of Sewan Holdings, uh, look, it's good to hear a positive story with so much doom and gloom, and it's great to see you being creative. And again, it's another way a business has pivoted, looked at an opportunity, and then jumped on it almost overnight. So, Greg Gates, thank you for joining me tonight on Let's Talk Business. My 100% pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Now, we're all working from home, or most of us are, and that has meant that an essential trip to the coffee shop may not be as appropriate as it was before which means coffee's at home. On the other side of the break, I'm going to talk to a success story about an increased sale in pods because we are drinking more coffee at home. The hospitality industry has borne the brunt of the shutdown more than most. Cafe, restaurants, pubs, bars and clubs shut until further notice. The effect of closing these businesses has had a ripple effect through the economy, staff laid off and suppliers with nobody to sell to. Trent Knox runs a family-owned coffee business called stremio.com.au and whilst the cafes have shut down, which has been bad for his coffee bean sales, he has another product which is booming, which is the pods. Trent Knox, great to speak with you again on Let's Talk Business. Let's start with the bad news. How bad has the hospitality shutdown affected your sales? Uh, good evening, Scotty, and thanks again for uh, giving us the opportunity to provide an update on the St. Remio story. Look, as a brand, like most Australians, this is an extremely challenging time for, for our business and our family. Um, St. Remio is certainly not immune to the current situation and, you know, I suppose we acknowledge the immediate trading conditions are challenging and changing every day, but, um, you know, we've taken a long-term approach. As you asked, the cafes and restaurants we supply, coffee beans and cold brew, are down. Uh, sales have plummeted by nearly 90%. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and these are, you know, people that we've been friends with for a long time. You know, they've really supported us from, from since we started. And then I suppose on the flip side, our um, sellout rates at Coles have nearly doubled, and that's allowing new consumers to try St. Remio brand and also connect with our story. The other good news is, is that we, you know, we're exporting into the USA since we last spoke. We now we now got containers going to the USA, which has been a you know a really a godsend for our business. Yeah, I did notice that you're available at Coles and Officeworks, but with people staying at home, surely coffee pod sales have met beyond expectations with the sales that you've had because people actually can't go to the coffee shop or really shouldn't in this environment. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as you said, with the majority of the cafes closed or you know, certainly people working from home like all of our team are, you know, consumers are still looking to replicate that cafe experience at home. And I think that capsules really provide convenience and accessibility to really great coffee at home, you know, with certainly without the high street price tag as well. So I think the consumer's mindset has really shifted. And for the first time ever, we're seeing that, you know, 
capsules are now the largest segment um, within real coffee category. You know, it's it's an absolute phenomenon. And I know that we, when we spoke last year, you were looking at expanding your product range. What's the, now the current suite of the St. Remio products? Yeah, it's really great timing that we really diversified. And that was the biggest thing about St. Remio has all been, always been about agnostic technology and giving back to the growers. So we also now sell whole bean um, coffee beans, ground coffee, and compatible capsules with all of the leading systems, including Nespresso, um, Lavazza, the Expressi at Aldi, um, as well as our cold brew. So we've really got a diversified product portfolio now. Well, look, Trent, it's great to hear some success in some family-owned businesses, and I know that you are very passionate. I know you've had more than 20 years in coffee and research, and I know you do a lot of work overseas, especially with the women of Rwanda, in helping them. But, look, thank you so much, Trent, for joining us tonight on Let's Talk Business, and let's hope that this does start to ease and then you can get back to serving your coffee at cafes and restaurants where people enjoy them just as much as at home. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Scotty.